Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Learn, network, add value, take action. And if you do those things over and over and over again, success will hunt you down. I really believe that. That's what I do. I try to do every day in every conversation I have. And that's worked for me so far. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com, and in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate, and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Eric Upchurch, how you doing, Eric? I'm doing really well. How you doing? I am doing well and looking forward to our conversation a little bit about Eric. He's a COO and co-founder of Active Duty Passive Income and is a senior managing partner at ADPI Capital. He's been investing in real estate throughout the country for 13 years, based in Northern California. So with that being said, Eric, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. I joined the military after college. Chose to be enlisted because I like to influence people and knew I could do good things for junior enlisted soldiers. Got a lot out of that as well. Transitioned from the military in early 2011. Uh, Army Special Operations. Nice. Well, thank you, sir, for what you did. Absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, the Army used me, but I used the Army right back. So was able to have all my college debt paid for through the loaner parent program. And then they paid for all of my master's degree as well while I was in. So I definitely got my money's worth there. I'm going to my brother's promotional ceremony later this month. He's being promoted to a colonel in the army. Wow. That's pretty incredible. So he loves it. Congratulations. That's really cool. Tell him I said, hi, I will. And thanks for his service. <laughs> 
So my wife and I moved back to the Bay Area where she's from. We met in college in Santa Barbara. And after I got out, we uh, transitioned to Northern California where we still reside. So we've been here about eight years and I still have a W-2 job that I care for as well. So could talk about that if you wanted to. And balancing both of the real estate and W-2 job on the side as well. So now I got started in real estate, very similarly to many people in the military, how they do. We use VA loan and get in on a property that we're going to be living in. Mm-hmm. And at the time when I transitioned out of the service, I could not sell the property. So I moved back to the Bay Area and rented it out. And I eventually said, you know, I'm making money on that property. Not much because I didn't buy it with the intention for it to be an investment property. So margins were slim, profits were slim, but I thought maybe I could do a little bit better. So started learning and getting educated. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is, I guess, the accelerant, right? That just kind of poured fuel on the fire for me as well. And I said, man, if, if, if he's doing it and all these other people can do it, this seems like something that I could pursue. So then just started reading books, all the Rich Dad Advisor books, course out there, podcasts, I even did uh, seminars and anything I could do to learn about various aspects of real estate. So that's kind of how I got into it. What was the priciest thing you purchased to educate yourself? I paid 30 grand. I actually had no idea what these seminars were. You hear of the typical guru seminars and I'll just be out there and honest. I went to the free 90 minute thing and I got upsold to the three day boot camp for 1997. And then I got upsold to the advanced training at the boot camp, which ended up costing me maybe roughly 30 grand all in. And this is learning to flip houses in the San Francisco Bay area in 2014, FYI. So I'm a nobody essentially with basically no cash to my name. And I'm trying to inject myself into a market that people are paying $700,000 over the asking price for a (laughs) a burnt out relic of a property in the Bay area. Right. Yeah. So rich dad, poor dad program. No, it was a different company, but same thing, HGTV type of stuff. And I don't want to dog that either because what I got out of that, even though I couldn't apply all of the principles, I got a great education out of it, a good foundation But I also got an amazing network of people that eventually, and actually within two years, made much more than my money back on the money I spent at that seminar. And how did you do Uh, that with the network of people that you met over the couple of years? Great question. So um, one of the guys that I met there, who I'm still friends with today, he's a custom home builder contractor in the Bay Area. And he was just there to reinvent himself. He's in his 50s at the time. And he was just there to kind of see what's new and what's going on and how he could scale up his business. And he and I started talking and said, we saw a lot of synergy between ourselves. And we just said, let's try and figure out a way to do this together. So long story short, I was living flipping, which we can talk about separately in the Bay Area, which was very lucrative. And he ended up helping me force appreciation on one of my properties near the ocean that I was living in at the time. So we ended up putting a chunk of money in, but he didn't charge me what normally would have been a $180,000 renovation. We ended up putting about 50K into and it increased the value by a quarter million in nine months. So through that relationship that I built, I definitely got my money back. Yes, you did. That 180,000 retail renovation cost, what was done? We went into that property with the idea, obviously, to live in it. And it was a great location. I had two little kids as well. And so we thought, oh, two blocks from the beach. This is pretty neat. But we were looking at the area and just going, well, all of our neighbors seem to be retirees kind of, and there weren't new young families moving into this area. Mm -hmm. So we started thinking about exit strategies. So we looked at this property. It was a four bedroom, two bath, oddly positioned fourth bedroom in the middle of the house. 
tiny bathroom, tiny living area. So we said, why don't we just knock out that fourth bedroom? And normally you wouldn't do this, right? Take a four yeah. bedroom and convert it to a three. We just had our eyes wide open and said, let's add six feet to the master bathroom and four feet to the living space and the kitchen and open it all up by collapsing that bedroom. And if the people who are moving in here are retirees, they don't need four bedrooms. They need maybe three. So we were able to capitalize on just kind of going in with eyes wide open and do what we could. So it was a, it was a pretty major renovation. It took about, I think, eight weeks altogether. The guys who were working on it were actually living in the property as they were working because we knew them, obviously. So that was kind of cool. What research did you do besides the firsthand experience that you had with seeing who was living there and where the neighborhood was going? What research did you do prior to having someone swing a hammer at the wall? I didn't do a lot. I had um, <laughs> I had just kind of neighbors that I was talking to. Our neighbor had just bought the property across the street, and they were a 60-year-old couple who moved down from Grass Valley from Northern California. And they just said they finally could afford the beach life that they always wanted to retire. And so I said, well, how many other people in this neighborhood are like that? It was either people who had lived there for years, decades, or people who were just coming in as retirees. So then I talked to the agent that actually, it was actually the seller's agent who became a good contact of mine. And he just said, yeah, that's a pretty common trend. So my wife and I just said, all right, well, let's, let's check this out. Let's Mm. figure it out. Were your neighbors, the older people who were moving in, buying four bedroom places? They were actually renovating the property as well. And I think ultimately they ended up selling it to somebody else, but we had this conversation with them. So they said, all we need is our, for our grandkids and our kids to come through mm-hmm. and just need one extra bedroom for somebody to crash in. Huh. All right. So let's talk about the deals that you've done. So you've done a live-in flip. We talked about that, but what are some other deals that you've done? I want to say, first of all, the power of the VA loan, which is the only reason I was able to buy a property at all in San Francisco Bay Area. You're coming out of the military. I was an E6 when I ets And what are you making, 40 grand or something like that? I'd gone through the Dave Ramsey, get out of debt type of stuff, but I didn't have cash to put down. Thankfully, I had the VA loan. So I ended up doing three live-in flips. And the only way we were able to do that the first time, especially, was no money down. I could afford the payment because I had a good W-2 job where I could barely afford that payment, you know? And then the equity over two years, crazy value going up. And then I just, so I was able to do that. Other than that, at the same time, I was learning, I call this kind of my horizontal track. I was learning about tax liens. I invested in with my self-directed IRA. I did some private money lending, some flipping out of state, buying whole portfolio out of state, limited partnership deal, which was great. Still in that one on a 439 unit mobile home park portfolio. And then now kind of multifamily properties uh, syndicated. You don't need any money down for a VA loan? Oh man, I'm glad you brought that up. No. And that is part of the incredible thing about the VA loan. If you qualify for the VA loan, which is anyone who has served 90 days active during wartime or 181 days active during peacetime, and actually six years cumulatively of reserves and guard also qualify. And then there's some other things as well, other people who qualify like widows as well. So anyway, huge value is you can buy up to a fourplex. This is owner-occupy. So you have to live in it for a year and a day. So say you buy a fourplex, zero down, zero PMI, great rates, and you can roll in your VA loan funding fee. You can roll in the closing costs and you can do a VA rehab loan as well, which I'm no expert on that one. I haven't done that myself. So you can literally go into a fourplex, threeplex, duplex, or single and house hack, which is why we wrote wrote the book, Military House Hacking, kind of talking about the strategy. So it's an amazing asset to anyone who served in our military. And I have a meetup here in Northern California 
And a lot of guys who served in the 80s have still never used their VA loan. Now, maybe they don't need to at some point. Maybe you don't, you don't need that benefit. But for the young soldiers and airmen out there, sailors that are just getting started, I wish I had this information 20 years ago, but there's nobody out there teaching it. So that's what active duty passive income is doing. Now we're able to use our community as outreach to military installations and colonels and people in the military who have broader influence over battalions of soldiers. Otherwise, the financial education and no fault of the militaries, there's a mission, right? You have to focus on what's important. The task at hand is protecting our country and protecting our interests and mission first, mission focus. So the financial education is limited by how much time, and we say this kind of tongue in cheek, but you line everybody up on a Friday or on a Thursday before a four-day weekend, all your soldiers, and you give a safety brief. Don't do drugs. Don't go to jail. Don't hurt anybody. Don't have a DUI. And then they back into that, they'll say, oh, and by the way, invest your extra cash into your thrift savings plan, which is the military's equivalent of a retirement plan. That, that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> a little bit more to it than that, but barely. And that's for good reason. So I'm not dogging the military for that. It's time for that to change. So we're able to go out there and now we have a podcast, obviously, and a lot of people come into this idea, this mindset that you can be financially free and do some really cool things with what you've got going on while you serve and after. As you mentioned, San Francisco is pretty pricey. How high of a loan amount can you get with a VA loan? It just went up. It was $769,000 and give or take, right? Yeah. Um, and some change. So the typical loan right now, I believe is 484 for the rest of the country, but there's like 60 something counties across the country that have a higher cost of living. So they allow a, what they call a jumbo VA loan. So you can qualify for up to like whatever it said, 769,000, I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. And then anything above that, and even in the Bay Area, you can't buy something for $769,000. So anything above that, so say you buy a house for a million dollars, which anyone who's listening to this, don't worry about the numbers. They're just extra zeros. People in the Bay Area are doing what they can. and (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, you just have to pay 25% of the difference between the maximum loan amount and the purchase price. And you also have to qualify. Your debt to income has to be correct and all that stuff too. So that's kind of nice. You can get into a property even for lower money down with the VA loan as well. Yeah, that's something I hadn't heard of. I've obviously heard of VA loan, but that part of it, 25% of whatever the difference is between the max and your subject property. The meetup that you've got in California, when did you start it and what's the format? That is something that we probably don't even need to discuss because I just moved up to this new location and it's really just a few people. I just called it like a military real estate social networking thing and it's just getting off the ground. And when did you start it? October, but it's once a month and I don't put any advertising into it or anything. So mm-hmm. October, you do it once a month and it's just meet at a bar or what? Yeah. Right now it's just at a restaurant. At a restaurant. And do you have a speaker? No, not yet. And no, so I've got so many other things going on yet. that it's not out of focus. A month. But you have done it once a month since you've been at the location that you're at. I've had to cancel a couple just because I'm traveling a lot now and stuff. Okay. I mention it because it's not about the actual meetup itself. It's about the mindset that you have for creating it. And that is something that I did when I moved to Cincinnati. I started a meetup immediately and been doing it once a month. missed maybe two months or so for four years. And it's grown and it's grown and it's been very beneficial for 
myself and also those who have attended, I believe. I want to give a shout out to Adam AAA Adams, actually. He's becoming a very good friend of mine now, and, and he's obviously very good with the whole meetup community and how it all works. So great resource for anybody who's wanting to start a meetup. Yes, absolutely. I think I interviewed him on, okay. well, I know I interviewed him, but I think I interviewed him regarding meetups. Yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, he's pretty much the man with starting meetups if somebody wants to learn how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about another specific deal that you've done. What's the most recent deal that you've closed on? I got my first GP spot in a 212 unit okay. syndication, which was neat. And that really was not my deal as far as sourcing goes. I got brought in to raise capital, which was all new to me, but I'm plugged in with some really great people who are supportive and I've networked enough now to build a team around me of people who are smarter and better than me, but I'm constantly present. I'm constantly active. I'm taking action. I recognize that. So I got provided the opportunity to raise capital for this deal. And I didn't know how I was going to do that exactly. I didn't know that I could uh, talk intelligently about the asset, about the investment. I also had experience as a limited partner passively. So for the last couple of years, I've been talking to a good friend of mine that I invested with and his company has syndicated almost a billion and a half dollars of real estate. So I invested with him the first time and he agreed to just kind of walk me through the numbers and what it looks like. So I knew the process and I got this opportunity and I said, yes, immediately. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I just crunched and made it happen. So that's the first one, really. I'm really just at the kind of my infancy of multifamily real estate investing. Now we're looking at, we have a 71 pad mobile well, home park. Before we get into what you're looking at, how much money did you bring? that deal? I brought four twenty-five dollars on that. $425,000. Yeah. Which I feel like in the grand... It's a lot of money. Well, it is. It is. And I feel like that was a small amount of money on the grand scale, a smaller amount of money for probably what people are raising out there, but it was enough to get me in. It's for your first raise. That's a lot of money. The person who brought the most, how much was that? The person who brought the most, it was a $6 million raise total. I mean, I... No, on your 425. Oh, oh, oh. On the 425, person brought the most was 100. 100. And how did you meet that person? That was actually a family member. So okay. I was what about a, the next person? Uh, next next person was a person that I knew through uh, the military. Okay. And actually, that's where several contacts from. So military? Previously, I had all these, those relationships, and I knew that obviously for a project like this, I need to have pre-existing relationships. So I just kind of dug through my brain. I didn't even have a Rolodex at this time. I wasn't even thinking about how I'm going to raise money for a multifamily deal. I just said, who do I know? So my Rolodex, I guess, was my phone and my thought process of who might have money stashed away somewhere. And did those military friends know you as a real estate investor already? Yeah, absolutely. I am very intentional with telling everyone that I know, I mean, including people, literally, I'll find a way to tell somebody in an elevator if I'm, if I'm in there for two floors at the gym, wherever it is. I, I love talking about it and I try and figure out a way to work it in a conversation. Based on your experience, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Best advice ever. So two, one is use the VA loan. If you have access to the VA loan, and we had just interviewed Grant Cardone on our podcast recently, and I didn't want to bring this up because I think he probably would have said, no, man, don't go with a four unit. You need to go 40 unit yeah. or whatever. So I didn't want to bring this up with him, but I love the idea of zero money out of pocket on something that can cash flow like a fourplex. You live in one unit for a year and a day at least, and then you're living for free-ish and or making cash flow from the other units that you're renting out. So mm -hmm. in my opinion, that's the best advice ever. Otherwise, 
if you don't mind, I have what I feel like is the real formula to success, which I love saying, and people who know me know that I say this often in our community, which is learn, network, add value, take action. And if you do those things over and over and over again, success will hunt you down. I really believe that. That's what I do. I try to do every day in every conversation I have, and that's worked for me so far. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I think so. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work-week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com. Best ever book you've recently read? Best ever book I have recently read... Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Read that and Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. And interviewed Chris Voss. You can Google Chris Voss, Joe Fairless. You can listen to that interview. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? Getting into one that I shouldn't have, which is tax liens. Hate them. Why? Too boring. I know the strategy. It's just too long and slow and boring and to me not active enough. What's something you've lost money on? lost money on a first trust deed through my self-directed IRA. The builder who I lent money to or my IRA lent money to actually passed away. So that was unfortunate, obviously, but something we, none of us could control, but lost some money there. What's the best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I've done were the three live-in flips in the Bay Area. Live-in flipping is awesome, especially with the VA loan. And then I also have done a few burr deals as well best ever way you like to give back to the community? This is an important one. I'm very intentional about putting this out there. And it's brand new to active duty passive income. It's called ADPI Helps. And we are now partnering with several people to give back to the PTSD and addiction issues that we have in the military. I've lost several friends to suicide and obviously some other serious issues in the military as well. So folks with PTSD and addiction, we are now just starting to reach out and we're going to create a support group and who knows where that's going to go, but we're really excited about it. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? Please contact us. You can contact me directly at eric at activedutypassiveincome.com. Our website is activedutypassiveincome.com or I am also real Eric Upchurch on Instagram. Eric, thanks for being on the show talking about the VA loan, certainly relevant to anyone in the military or who would qualify for the VA loan. And also talking about your role in the 212 unit and how you make sure that you're intentional about what you talk about when you're speaking to people and then your formula for success, learn, network, add value, and take action. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day. We'll talk to you again soon. You're the man. Thanks, Joe. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work-week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com.